Praise God. What a joy it is to be with you on today. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I am blessed today because every time I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah, and I praise God for saving me. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. My brothers and sisters, I am thankful that I am saved and sanctified and filled with God's precious Holy Ghost, and that with the mighty burning fire, and I do speak in tongue as the Spirit give utterance. Let us open up in the word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you once again for how you blessed us and brought us to this point. We thank you, O oh God, for how you've opened doors and made ways. Continue to bless us, O oh God. Continue to grant us of your favor. Continue to make ways for us, and we shall forever give your name. The praise, the glory, and honor shall be thine. Please, God, open our understanding that we may comprehend and be enlightened upon your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Let us go to that um, 27th number of Psalm for our opening scripture. And uh, I'm sure that it's going to be a blessing to you as it is always a blessing to me. The 27th number of Psalms, starting at the first verse, it's called the Psalm, a Psalm of David. And it said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, hallelujah, he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word I have read in your hearing, uh, Psalm 27, 1 through 5. May the Lord bless us and keep us is our prayer. I was talking to you on our last session. I had an opportunity, and I know it was a very short session, but uh, I had an opportunity to talk to you. Uh, we were talking about a religion uh, that works, a religion, a person who has taken on uh, what they call this, uh, uh, this um, uh, way of the Lord. And we were talking about how once you have claimed uh, to be a child of God, how your relationship, relationship should dictate how you live your life. And uh, we were talking in our last encounter about um, uh, the di different things that, uh, praise God, that the um, 
that the uh, religion will change. Of course, our verse of emphasis for this series was found in the first chapter of James and the 22nd verse where it says, uh, where it says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. And, uh, and it was talking about how we are supposed to act as people of God. Uh, and then we were talking about if there is something that is uh, beneficial in the Christian's life, that that individual does not have a spirit of snobbery. We talked about it. Snobbery is not a childhood disease and, and neither is it a problem you will outgrow. Uh, adults as well as young people are plagued with this malady, if you'll allow me to call it snobbery. And uh, James asserts that a religion that works is impartial. Uh, a religion that works maintains a balance between faith and works. And, 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 and in that uh, second chapter of James, the uh, 14 through the 26 verses, James is saying that we, in essence, should practice uh, what we profess. You've heard uh, that saying, practice what you preach. You should practice what you profess. If you are a child of God, then you should act like a child of God. You know, there were some times in... Uh, uh, my children's life where they would do things and I would say to them, you are sheared and sheards don't do that. In other words, there were some boundaries because of who they were or who they are that I told them we just don't participate in those kind of things. Uh, 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 so we have pa I passed that along in my family. And, uh, and I trust that they will pass it along. There are certain things that we just don't participate in. We practice uh, people uh, who, at least in my family, we are supposed to be people of integrity, uh, people that love the Lord and, uh, and people that will do uh, the right thing when it comes to other individuals. I said to a preacher on the other day, I said, I have made it my practice in my life to make sure that in whatever dealings I have with other individuals, I make sure that the other individuals are overcompensated uh, and I take the lesser end. And God has blessed me. Now, I'm not telling you that you shouldn't take what's equally or what's rightfully yours, but in my dealings with individuals, and there's no there's no right or wrongness to this. I want to make that very clear. There's no right or wrongness to it. But this has been a key to success for me that I always let the other person get more than I get. And God has always blessed me in spite of me taking a smaller end. And so. The Bible tells us in, in, in uh, uh, I want to go to this uh, verse, and it tells us that, uh, in essence, what doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? 
Can faith save him if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food and, 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 and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man uh, may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith uh, by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Hmm. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon that altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and sent uh, uh, and had sent them out another way for as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead also. My brothers and sisters, if you have faith, then you're supposed to do something. You're supposed to act like uh, your faith means something. And this is where I think we left off. It was talking about that a religion, a religion or a personal relationship with the Lord will control your tongue. Go with me, go with me to the third chapter of James and watch what it says in the third chapter. Let's start at the first verse and uh, I'm not going to be that long, but stay with me. My brethren, be not many masters knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships, which though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so, the tongue is a little member. Do me a favor and uh, type on your screen. Just type on there and say the tongue. The tongue is a little member. Even so, the tongue, said the scripture, is a little member. Watch this. And boasteth great things. Behold, how great 
a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature. Mm. The tongue setteth on fire the course of nature. Are you hearing me? And it is set on fire of hell. The tongue, the tongue, you know, you didn't really get interested in a person until they said something to you. Uh, uh, it's what the tongue projects that causes an individual to become interested in a situation, a circumstance, an individual. It's the tongue. It's not always, listen to what I'm getting ready to say. It's not always your physical characteristics. It's not always the way you look, your cute face, your handsome face, your beautiful figure. It's not always that. That may initially attract someone. And listen, a person can be so attractive, so beautiful, but yet if she says the wrong thing, it turns you off. It's the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpent and of things of the sea, is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. Watch this. But the tongue can no man tame. In other words, the tongue is out of control. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. It is an unruly evil, said the Bible. Your tongue is an unruly evil evil, unruly. You say things that you shouldn't say. And how many of us have said, oops, I shouldn't have said that. That's because your tongue is unruly. Watch what I'm getting ready to say. The Bible says, I hope you're following me in these scriptures. The Bible said that the tongue is full of deadly poison. You say things with your little tongue to destroy people. Oh my God. Watch this. It's almost as if the tongue is two-faced. <laughs> it's almost as if the tongue is on the left and the right. Somebody type on the screen and say, the tongue, the tongue. It's almost as if uh, the tongue is a, I may not get, I'm, I've never gotten this right. I hope I get it right this time. Uh, Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jide, I don't know, Mr. Jide, whatever. It's almost as if the tongue is an angel uh, and a demon. Lord have mercy. A saint and a sinner. The tongue. Watch this. Watch what I'm getting ready to say. Watch this next scripture. It says, therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith Oh, praise God. Curse we men which are made after the similitude of God. In other words, this same tongue, 
that we praise God with, that we bless his holy name with, is the same tongue that destroys an individual who is made in the image of God. The Bible says, uh, look, look what it says, out of the, the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. Watch what the Bible say, says. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. It amazes me that people who claim to be saved will use their tongue to destroy innocent people. I said to my sister the other day, I said, you know, people were just, they were telling some lies, stuff uh, I hadn't even thought about. I said, you know, that's, 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 that's a demon that's making them do that stuff. That's demonic forces that's making them do that. Watch this. Watch this. Doth a fountain, then, then James, he starts to try to reason with the intellect of the common man. He said, doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive, olive berries, either a vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh water. Something's wrong. People, people have tamed wild animals. I was watching the television the other day and I saw where this man had tamed a, 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 a tiger. It was all up in his face and, and whatnot. I would be afraid. I, 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 I've seen how they would tame these wild uh, tigers. There's uh, uh, two men out in Las Vegas. I don't know if they still live and used to have these white tigers. And they do all, had them do all kinds of tricks. We, we make dogs do all kinds of tricks, roll over, sit down, jump through a hoop and whatnot. All we can do, we can do some things. We, 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 we can make elephants do what we want them to do. And, and yet we can't handle this little tongue. Well, when you go to see the doctor for a checkup, let, watch this. He immediately does two things. First, he takes your pulse, and then he says, may I see your tongue? <laughs> so you stick it out as far as you can, and by some mysterious insight, he can judge from looking Added just how good or ill your health is. Lord, have mercy. Yeah, he, he stick out your tongue and he, and he say, say, ah. And we do it. He puts that uh, 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 piece of wood, I don't know what they call it, on your tongue. And, 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 and by doing that, he starts to get some indication of your health. Oh, God, help us. Likewise with the spirit man. If you got all this negativity on your tongue, in your tongue, we can know that you don't have a healthy relationship with God. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. This is a tremendous important truth in the Christian life. 
for Christ says to you today, uh, my brother and my sister, let me see your tongue. Oh, God. Jesus is saying to, to you, stick out your tongue. Let me see your tongue. And he, uh, 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 as he examines your tongue, he can learn, oh, I feel God in this. Y'all excuse me if I get happy, as my sister would say, off my own stuff. As he examines your tongue, he can learn what's in your heart. He can determine if your relationship with God is effective. He can determine whether you have a good relationship with God by looking at your tongue. Mm. True religion, true religion, hallelujah, true religion. Uh, works on the tongue. True religion makes you bridle your tongue. You, uh, uh, you know, people say, well, I, I've always just spoke uh, and said what I, what I felt, what, what I felt I wanted to say. You see, that's a good indication you don't have a good relationship with Jesus because if you got a good relationship with Jesus, you'll learn how to shut your mouth sometime. Praise God. All right. True religion is guided by wisdom. Let's go. Hallelujah. To this 13th uh, verse of this uh, third chapter of James. Let's, let's read this. It says, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works uh, with meekness of wisdom. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your heart, Glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom uh, descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Let's, let's get this straight. Wisdom that is from above is first pure. Somebody type on the screen and say pure. P-U-R-E. Pure. That means it's untainted. Hallelujah. It's first pure. Uh-huh. Then it's peaceable. Somebody type peaceable. That means that it, get, it gets along. Watch this. The, the next one is gentle. That means it's not hard. Hallelujah. Uh, and the next one says, and easy to be entreated. It, in other words, it's easy to be around. It's easy for another person to want to be around you. Full of mercy mm, and good fruits without partiality. Um, we'll get on that some without park, uh, excuse me, without partiality and without hypocrisy, hypocrisy. You cannot have, I'm going to say it like, I'm going to say it like this. You cannot have good religion and be a hypocrite. You cannot be a saint and be a hypocrite. And the fruit 
of righteousness is shown in peace of them that make peace. Uh, now, the Bible tells us very distinctly uh, that if you, do, do, it asks the question in this uh, first verse, do any of you have wisdom and insight? Show this by living the right way with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if, if, if you are bitterly jealous, you know, uh, I used to hear my dad talk about uh, jealousy. And he would say, if, when, when, when somebody say that when, when they become jealous of you and the Bible says that jealousy is as cruel as the grave, uh, I used to hear him talk about that. Uh, but it takes on a new meaning once you have uh, experienced uh, death taking a loved one from you. Listen to, what, listen to this now. Jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Cruel. How cruel is the grave? The grave is so cruel. I don't care how much you cry. I don't care how much depression comes over you. I don't care uh, how much you're forming an ulcer. The grave will not give you your loved one back. I don't care how much you plead for another day, how much you plead, the grave will not give you your loved one back. So when, they, when somebody is jealous of you, that cruelty said, uh, you know, they don't care. They don't care about you being hurt. They don't care about it messing with your mind. They don't care about uh, things uh, uh, being taken away from you. They don't want you to have anything. They don't want you to have anything that will make you happy. When you start talking about jealousy, when a person becomes jealous of you, that is a cruel adjective. It's a cruel act, my Lord. Now, it says in our scripture, it goes on and tells us, uh, but if you are bitterly jealous and filled with self-centered ambition, the Bible tells you you don't have no reason to be bragging. Don't say that you are wise when, it, when you are unwise. That kind of wisdom doesn't come from above. It belongs to this world. Uh, it is uh, self-centered and, and demonic. I know you're hearing me say uh, this, use that word here often in this lesson, demonic. It's demonic, demonic. Look, at somebody type on the screen, it's demonic, it's demonic, it's demonic. You, 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 you know, who do you think you are that you can... Uh, uh, just think that you are right because you say you are right. You ain't all right. Man, that, that, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, uh, it, 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 the Bible says uh, that wherever there is jealousy and rivalry, there is disorder and every, this is, this is, this is what we got to understand, there's every kind of evil. Wherever there is jealousy and rivalry, Every kind of sin, every kind of evil, every kind of unjust can be found in that area. Mm. The wisdom that comes from God, because if you're wise with the wisdom of God, it is not untainted. It is not tainted. Excuse me. It is not tainted by this crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. 
And so then we, what, what is wisdom and how do we determine it? Who is really wise? The Bible, and I'm, I'm, I'm coming to my close, I'm going to tell you, uh, the, the Bible tells us that those who are pure, real wisdom is characterized by uh, purity of morals. That person who stepped over the line, who smirks at your high standards of personal morality and your Christian interpretation of love. Listen, they, the world may say he's hip. The world may say she's got it on. But I'm here to tell you that's a very unwise person. Uh, that's a very unwise person who tries to act like because you have set some morals and you have, have, have decided that you're going to live your life the way that God has prescribed for you to live. And they make fun of you and tease you and try to act like you are square or, or try to act like you ain't got it together or, or you're bold or, or whatever. Whatever they try to act like you are, it, it's back on them. You know, we used to say something when they talk about talk about you they call your name you say back to you that was the same thing as saying that they were that but let me tell you something anybody who tries to make a light of your morals your high morals and standards and try to act like you ain't nothing because you won't get down the way they get down they are unwise and don't ever think that you've got to please somebody like that because that person is not of God. Uh, I think I'm coming to the end now, and uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to come back and finish this on on Friday, and uh, I think that um, we will pick right up on this. I'll talk about this purity, this pure religion again, and then we'll come back to it. Let's say a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you once again for how you blessed us and brought us to this point. Lord, I'm asking that you will look upon us. Let us not only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word as well. And we shall forever give your name. The praise, the glory, and honor shall be thine. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on and say, thank God. Amen. Listen, I want you to sow into this ministry. I want you to sow into this ministry. Uh, you can always mail your seed. You can always mail your seed to Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church of God in Christ right here at 19190. Schaefer Highway, that's Bishop J. Drew Sheard Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan, uh, that's 48235. Or you can text to give at 28950, then type in the GEI offer or space and the amount and press in. You can always give by Cash App, that's the dollar sign, GEI Kojic 1. You can give at PayPal, paypal at geikojic.org. You can always give securely uh, inside our GEI app, and, uh, or you can give by Givelify. And so um, please search for Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church. Make sure that you see our logo, and I'm sure that God will bless you for sowing into this fertile ground. I'm going to pray over your seed and I'm believing that God is going to multiply that seed. Dear Lord, we thank you once again.
for how you blessed us and brought us to this point. And those that will give into this fertile ground, I pray a special blessing upon them that you will rebuke the devourer of the land and that they will have good success in whatever they choose to do. And we'll be so careful to give your name. The praise, the glory and honor shall be thine in Jesus name. Come on, say with me. Here I go again. Believing God. Here I go again. Believing God. And now may the grace of God the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost. Rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. And we all said amen. God bless you and I love you with the love of the Lord.